you listen to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. With me as always is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Happy Bank Holiday Monday. And to you. Have you had an exciting Bank Holiday Monday? I went to Swansea. You went to Swansea? Yes. That is it exciting. Was, uh, yeah, there are a lot of cliffs there. Um, and it was pretty much raining the whole time yesterday. <laughs> so I couldn't get to see much. That's for you. Yep. Yeah, but I heard it was raining everywhere around the UK, to be honest. Uh, not in beautiful Bristol. Actually, no, that's not true. It was tipping it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got slightly soaked on my way out of church. Were you were you in Bristol the whole time? Yes, yes, I was. Yeah. I uh, spent Saturday lunchtime uh, watching Wolves get a draw with Man City. Exciting. And then uh, have achieved very little. I did some work on the church accounts. It's all been going on. Even more exciting. I've managed. I managed to get into balance, which is always a uh, a, a <laughs> celebration. <laughs> I was I was five hundred pounds out for a while, but I managed to fix it. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I just said, if if me taking five hundred pounds into my own bank account will solve the problem, I'll, yep. I'll do it. Oh, the sacrifices one make. Exactly. Uh, today's Ejan, we're talking about two thousand eight in film, mm-hmm. as you know. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we uh, we also have a quiz on the uh, the films of Drew Goddard. We're talking about the films of Bryce Dallas Howard. And much, much, much more. more. Um, we should start, as we always do, shall we, with some movie news. Okay, um, I think the biggest news from last week was that James Bond 25 has lost its director. It has, Danny Boyle is gone. And because of that, they've pushed back the starting date. Um, it's supposed to be due, I think, end of next year. That was uh, the plan, yeah. Not anymore. No. So the rumour is that he's fallen out. Well, he he wanted to have a different script, and there's some casting issues. They fell out with Barbara Broccoli, and yeah. What I didn't realize is there's these two blokes, and I can't, I didn't write down their names, who've written every Bond script since Goldeneye or something. Really? Wow. And I think those scripts are so wildly different in quality. Yeah, and I do wonder. Um, maybe they're co-writing them, but I, I, yeah, how much they get changed, or are these guys just so just have their name put at the top but yeah not only, I mean they have changed massively in quality but also just thematically in the whole like if you told me the person who wrote Die Another Day or the people who wrote Die Another Day are the same people who who wrote Casino Royale I just mm. can't quite believe it but there you go I've never been a Bond fan myself so uh, yeah this, this news does not really bother me <laughs> anyway yeah. I mean like after like watching especially The Last Mission Impossible like yeah. well, what does Bond bring to the table that yeah, I mean, I, I watch him, but I wouldn't try myself as a big fan. Um, yeah, it's, but the, I think it's so strange that Daniel Craig is still doing it, and I know they've paid him ridiculous amounts of money. But I, I just don't understand why. I think he's, it feels to me his time is is gone. Hmm. He's, uh, yeah, Casino Royale was brilliant. Quantum Solace was terrible. A lot of people love Skyfall. I, I think Skyfall and Spectre are both pretty good, but not. Not the quite best. level. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not saying anything, oh, I really hope Daniel Craig comes back. I think it's time for a new era. It's been... Well, apparently he's had the longest, in time-wise, the longest period as Bond. So he's not... Really? really wow. Yeah, so he's not made the most films. Roger Moore made seven, but apparently it's the longest time. So, uh, huh. yeah, bring in some fresh blood, I say. Well, Idris Elba pretended to be on Bond, <laughs> was stated to be on Bond, but then he refuted that. Yeah, he tweeted oh. the names Elba, Idris Elba. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. He seems a bit old. I mean, I know he's not Roger Moore age, but I, I, I think maybe the window's passed. I think John Boyega. I think John Boyega would be a good Bond. 
that is quite much younger compared to the current Bond, though. Yeah, maybe he's too young. I don't know. I was, I was pushing Henry Cavill for a while, but I don't think he's going to get both that and Superman. Ah, oh. oh, well. Speaking of people leaving, um, the next Star Trek has lost Chris's Pine and Hemsworth. Uh, allegedly. Due to salary issues. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. They just can't stand the salary. They don't want, Sorry, salary. All right. Um, yeah, I just don't... I, I could have. That's I why could, I said. How you do did, you? You did. I just love. The, I love that joke. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pull it off very well in that respect. No, not really. I was like, what? What, what were you trying to make from that? I was then, consi- oh, okay. I was considering building up a whole celery thing, but I, I thought better of it. Uh, it's funny though, because celery sounds like salary. Uh, I think that's <laughs> back. Um, I, this feels like a kind of a power struggle to me, but. I mean, yeah. Chris Hemsworth doesn't even have much to do, to be honest. He died in the first film. Yes, but I think this is going to be a time travel thing. Uh, Which I, I like this idea. Can I go back? And because he wasn't really famous when he played played uh, Kirk's dad in the first one. But, nope, that's true. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be back. Otherwise, we haven't really got. They can't recast Kirk. I don't think. So I don't think we've got a film if he's not back. No, I didn't know they were going to do one until like a few weeks ago. So. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't miss it if it's if it's not. Mm. Me neither. What else you got? Uh, Natalie Portman is set to direct and star as both leads in her next film. Mm, she's playing twins, isn't she? She is playing twins. Uh, twin advice columnist uh, called Pauline and Esther Friedman, better known as Dear Abby and Anne Landers. Because when they... In Hail Caesar, I think Tilda Swinton played either of these people or maybe fictionalised versions of these people. No, did they? I I didn't see Hail Caesar, so I have no idea. Yeah, it's not great. Um, It's not not in my view. And I got a feeling that there was something else as well, but yeah, okay. Well, this is her directorial debut, right? I think so. She's done producing before. She's got herself. I'm not sure she's directed before. Mm. That's exciting. Always nice to see twins on film. Is it? Is it really? Yes, you can't understand not being a twin yourself, but those of us who are <laughs> twins very excited by seeing twins on film. Um, what else have we got here? Um, speaking of people leaving... Uh, more people leaving? How is this not about people leaving? I was talking about Natalie Portman. You can't just shoot <laughs> about another person leaving. Okay. Speaking of twins, James Gunn is definitely out of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, okay. Um, and therefore it is delayed indefinitely. Is it? Oh, I didn't hear that bit. Well, so so I think we all knew who has gone, but Disney kind of confirmed, yeah, he's not coming back. Um, they, they say it's still happening, but it's no longer, because again, the thing that was due out 2019 to almost 2020. Next year, right? Because next year is supposed to be Captain Marvel, the second Avengers. And, oh, is it Spider-Man next year? Spider-Man next year, I think. So maybe, maybe yeah. Guardians 3 was 2020, but yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked. I mean, it's, it's a very, very big breach to fill. Can be a difficult one to, to manage. So, uh, I think Dave Bautista is making lots of um, headlines himself, defending Gun. Yeah, well, they've all signed this thing saying we they defend him, but Dave Bautista has been quite uh, outspoken. Vocal, hasn't he? You know? yeah, yeah. I, I can see. It, why? I mean, actually, it depends what happens to them all in the next Avengers. Um, anyway, but. I can't see anyone else doing this, well, capturing the kind of James Gunn vibe successfully. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? We'll see. I mean, it's it's a cash cow. I, I'll be surprised if Disney does not move on, move on ahead with it. 
Yeah, but I think people watch Marvel films regardless. I think. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hmm. Even though they do not have to review them like us. Even, yes, even though they're not contractually bl- obliged to watch them. <laughs> Got any more? Um, Tessa Thompson has been cast as the Cocker Spaniel in Lady and the Tramp. That's the lady, right? That's the lady, yes. Excellent. Which... She is. Uh, Justin Theroux is playing the Tramp. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, okay. it'll be released on Disney's new streaming service. Um, are you planning to get Disney's new streaming service? Um, you know, maybe a couple of years ago I probably would, but I have Netflix now, and that's um, that's more than enough. I don't have enough time to watch everything. See, I yeah, I've got Netflix, but I, I think I will get this. Really, probably. I think so. So it's going to have a new Star Wars series, which um, I mean, if, oh, if the reviews, oh, yeah. yeah, which I know you're not interested in, but if if the reviews are terrible, I might not bother. But that, that's quite exciting. And yeah, to be honest, because I don't, I haven't watched the latest Luke Cage yet. I I didn't get through Punisher, so the kind of the 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 MCU spin-off series, I'm not. I I, well, I am excited by them, it's just not by the kind of ones they're producing at the moment. Mm. So I think there's this. I know they've kind of put their street level gritty stuff on on Netflix. I think there's, there's probably scope for something that's more. But then I don't. Obviously, I'm not going to watch Inhumans, and I gave Agents of Shield. I gave up ages ago. So I'm wondering what there is that they could put out that I'd. Uh, but what about the other? You know, uh, what about the other Marvel TV shows? Like, wasn't the Runaways on? Was it Amazon Hulu? Yeah, I. I just I've barely even heard of that. Was that more horror-y? Was that something else? No, that's not more horror-y. That's okay. just basically a bunch of teenagers. Um, it's more. Uh, youth oriented and then there's okay. Cloak and Dagger that, um, Does that recently exist? came out as well oh wow okay yeah so and they're, they're just all, all on different streaming services and that's annoying me so much like I've got one I'm done with one you know, if you want to put on any other things else I may just do it the wrong the illegal way <sighs> oh don't, don't tell the world that's easy don't tell oh them. okay I'll, they'll, be, they'll I'll, be knocking I'll, the door <laughs> I'll buy everything excellent that's why Want to hear? Show them Capitalism. Actually, I've started watching uh, Agent Carter season two, um, which I think came out like three or four years ago now. But uh, is it good? Uh, I'm only one episode in, but it's just as good as the first season. I think it's all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's weird. I guess they've been put out so much TV stuff, but then there's so many superhero TV shows now. I, I say I'm, I'm watching Flash and Supergirl. Yes. Although I'm way behind on both of those, and. Uh, yeah, I watch the crossover stuff. I, I tend to watch Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones these days, but, but yeah, I've not watched any Krypton or Gotham. <laughs> so many. It, it's very annoying that so many of these American DC Universe uh, t- TV shows are on like Netflix's in, in Malaysia. Oh, for right. example, I could get to watch them if I went back to Malaysia and Netflix, but I can't get them here. Which you, is you can get one of those VPN things that people talk about. Yeah, I guess so. Have you seen any Black Lightning? Uh, no, that's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, I've not started that. Anyway, um, it's time for some Tom Cruise news. Uh, he either is or possibly was the front runner to play Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, and apparently said he wouldn't do it in the, if, unless they changed the script so that he lived. So, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't so, know if that's so spoiler alert, he dies, well, I guess. I well, if Tom Cruise is in it, he doesn't. If Tom Cruise is in it, he does. No, he's well, uh, oh, whatever. <sighs> yeah, if Tom Cruise pops up. You know he's going to live. Um, if they've got, who's an actor who's not Tom Cruise? Tom Selleck playing him. I don't know. Why though? Why? Why? Why are they trying to court Tom Cruise for this? 
Well, I mean, I think my get. Well, so for, I think he wants it because he wants another franchise, and he's probably realised. Of course, he does. Yeah, which I mean, to be honest, is quite smart because these days franchises are what people. That's the big money, isn't it? Yeah, it's to replace the 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 mummy franchise that. Yeah. <laughs> oh didn't go too well. Or the Jack Reacher franchise, which just stole a little bit. Uh, I'm guessing from DC's point of view, they've realised that Ben Affleck doesn't really want to do this anymore. So they want a big name. I think because Ben Affleck was probably sold on it as kind of you'll be our, our Robert Downey Jr. effectively, mm. and maybe Tom Cruise is taking that position. But but that's quite an older Hal Jordan as well, though. Yeah, because there's well, there's lots of Green Lanterns, aren't there? But yeah, there. Are, but I've not seen. I don't think I've read any comic books where where I would imagine Hal Jordan to be above fifty. Yeah, because well, I. I say, as you know, I love Tom Cruise, but I, I think I prefer to see him as a kind of a one-off, um, passing on the baton, dying at the end, as opposed to yeah. Frame but it I see, him. that that would defeat the purpose of joining a franchise, right? Yeah, I can see why he doesn't want to do that. But I think <laughs> that'd be also. I mean, you can't really have Justice League based around Green Lantern, can you? No, not really. Yeah. Not really. So there you go. I think, I, depending on what which report you believe, he's still front runner, or that's that's dead now. But who knows? Uh, I've got one more Tom Cruise news. Oh, yeah. Well, John Hamm and Ed Harris are joining him in Top Gun. Yeah, excellent. Hmm. More, more, so many people are in Top Gun now. Pretty much everyone is in Top Gun, apart from us. Yeah, we're, we're not in it. No. I keep writing to Tom Cruise as well. I said, Tom, I loved you in, much. I didn't love you in Top Gun, to be honest. I think it's a bit cheesy. Um, in fact, it's incredibly cheesy. <laughs> Uh, but I'll, if you're listening, Tom, and I know you're a big film fan, so you probably are, I will happily play any part in your new film. Um, any part? Any part at all. Any at all. <laughs> Not okay. Fuzzy. Uh, and also, I'll, I'll, I'm probably second choice for Hal Jordan as it stands, so I'll I'll back out of that if that helps. <laughs> Have you heard, Zijan, of the filmmaker Tony Kay? Uh, no, no. I must admit, I hadn't. But he, he did. His probably most famous film was American History X, and and, and he's an absolute madman. Um, but apparently, for his latest film, he wants to cast a robot, um, an actual robot. He wants to cast a robot. He wants a robot to be one of the actors in the film. Yep. So the robot needs to audition. I guess so. Okay, with I, with the programmer I mean, inside if, him. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, we've already got Keanu Reeves. Little, uh, little, uh, <laughs> Hush. Yeah. So yeah, this. I mean, I've read a little bit about this guy on Wikipedia, and yeah, he's absolutely nuts. So um, why why when did you just make your own robot? Me? No, not you. <laughs> in general. Uh, I don't know. But hey, it could work. It uh-huh. definitely won't. <laughs> um, I suppose if you can have films starring like dogs and stuff, why not? A, why not a robot? Yeah, why why not the robot? It's the future. I, I just don't understand why you need to cast a robot. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Star Wars, they, <laughs> the the robots there were not casted. Um, yeah, I I guess I'm not I'm not sure they're gonna be auditions, but presumably some. Well, I guess someone's gotta go in and show them what the robot can do. Like, he can lift stuff off a shelf or stuff. S- still don't get it. <laughs> well, when we watch it, um, you'll find out. Okay. Anything else? Um, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yes, is making waves. Well, at least it's making a lot of money. Uh, yes. Oh, at least it's making a lot of money for an all Asian cast. 
It is. I, it seems a bit on the nose, doesn't it? Because I know there's, there's, everyone's very excited by this being an all-Asian cast, but it's got the word Asians in the title. That seems a bit... Uh... Yep. Well, it's based off the book, which has that title. Oh, is it? So, okay. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, um, it's out in America, okay. but it's only out here in November, I think. Okay. So, uh, I've not seen it. Uh, I know people who have um, and did not care much for it. Okay. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll judge it once I, on its own merit once I see it. Um, uh, and luckily for them, right, this is good, apparently the first of a tre- uh, a trequel. A trequel? A trilogy. All right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, we, everything is the first of a trilogy. We know this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. Um, but before that, the director, John M. Chu, is first doing a film adaptation of In the Heights, which is a musical by Lynn Manuel Miranda. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which uh, won him his first Tony Award. Oh, well done, Lynn. I mean, that was like 20 years ago, or 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago, yeah, yeah about that. Okay. Um, well, I look forward to that, I guess. Mm. I've never heard of it. We didn't talk that much about Cats the other day. That, that, I think there's more casting news for Cats. Has there we? I thought Anne Hathaway was that supposed to be I think it. Taylor Swift's going to be in it. Um, Is she? Oh, okay. Have you seen Cats? I have seen Cats. It's a very pointless musical. It's apparently everyone hates it, which uh, yeah. I didn't realise, because it's like the most... Not the best-selling musical of all time or something, but I can't find anyone who actually likes it. No, it's... it's it, there, there isn't much of a story. which no, is strikes, yeah. yeah, which, you know, when they say they want to make it a film, you just, yeah, I'm very sceptical about it. But I think I've probably watched all of Taylor Swift's films. Have so, you? Have you seen... Was it Valentine's Day? Was I saw it, it on a plane. Well done, I think Colleen. that might be the only film she's made. So, um... <laughs> Uh, I could be wrong, but um, I, yeah, there you go. I've, I, I'm quite tempted to see it. Um, uh, speaking of cats, uh, that, that black and silver film we were all looking forward to. Yes. It's now split into two solo films. Of course they are. I've got deja vu. Did we talk about this? Uh, no, okay. I don't think we did. Maybe yeah. I've talked to real people in my real life. As opposed to a disembodied voice like me. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm, like, I'm pretty like half confident I'm imagining all of this. Um, anyway, uh, Black Cat people have heard of. That could work. Silver Sable, no one knows who that is, do they? Until now, no. Um, this this won't happen, so who cares? Uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, last bit of news I have is that The Simpsons are coming back to the big screen. Oh, yes, I heard that. Yeah, 11 years after The Simpsons movie, is it 11 Fox years? has greenlit oh. a sequel. They're also doing a new animated film for Bob's Burgers and a live-action Family Guy movie. Live-action? Yeah, Family Guy. How's that going Yeah, I have no idea. But The Simpsons is 639 episodes and counting. It's, uh, but it's not been good for 15 years, 20 years? No, it hasn't. But I did enjoy the first film, though. Yeah, apparently they um, they brought back a lot of the, the kind of original writers or the older writers for, for the film. So I don't know whether they'll do the same again. Well, if it's like the same, if it's like the first film, then I, I, I would, I would go and watch it. I would enjoy it a lot as well. So, um, well, there you go, Fox. If, if you're listening, Zijan's going to see it. <laughs> um, not much here. So, uh, Do- Dominic Monaghan has joined uh, the cast of Star Wars. Um, Venom is going to be PG thirteen. Uh, uh, unsurprisingly apparently because they're hoping at some point they might get it in, get the, the Spider-Man universe and the MCU to tie up again 
Yeah, um, of course they are. Which, oh, it's going to be so bad. Um, and some exciting Little Women news. Uh, you know how it is when you're making a film of Little Women. Yes. Laura Dern has joined the cast. You're very happy I about know. that. I yeah. know. Great news. A very good cast as well. Yeah. So. But you know how it is. You've got you've got Emma Stone in your cast, and then suddenly Emma Stone can't make it anymore. What do you do, Zijan? What do you do? You get Emma Watson. That's what you do. That's, is that what's happening? That's what's happening. Really? They uh, they clearly they need an Emma. Oh, okay. They, they went down their directory of Emmas. And, and uh, there was only one after Stone. Yeah, it's like Emma Thompson's busy, so Emma Watson it is. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, which uh, Since Emma Stone nicked Emma Watson's role in La La Land, La 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 La. this seems uh, fitting. Oh, why not, right? Why not? You've read Little Women. Uh, I've read Little Women a long, long time ago. Yeah. I'm reading it. No, it's rubbish. Um, it's quite depressing. I've not got to the depressing bits yet. Mm. Um, there you go. I'm not a fan. There's a little quick book review. Um, let's move on to uh, the famous segment, To See or Not To Zed. The very uh, famous segment. <laughs> very famous. So, so famous that people all around the world know about it. In fact, it's a lot of people don't know that it started off as a segment on this podcast. Um, kind of, it just always feels like it's been there, you know? Part of the zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, but for the, for the small minority of people who might not know about this famous segment... Yes. Um, it's where we talk about a film we've seen recently and tell you, the listener, whether you should see it or whether you should not said it. Mm-hmm. Which does not make sense at all. So, but we'll go with it because <laughs> it's, it's a running joke for the past 20 podcasts already anyway. Yeah, people love that joke, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I saw Rebecca. Oh, the... Um, 1940... The Alfred Hitchcock film. You've never seen a film that's been made before 1990 before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, I've seen The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. You've never seen a non-musical film? Um, uh, you must have seen Yeah, that. you're probably right about that. No, I saw Back to the Future. Back to the Future, I was going to say. Back to the Future. Anyway, how, saw, what, how did you end up seeing Rebecca? This is the, probably the oldest film I've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, in... Somerset House um, in London, they do an outdoor screenings oh, yeah. uh, of certain films. And then I decided to join my friend uh, to watch Rebecca. Because well, I've f- just finished reading the book Rebecca this year, to oh, be yeah. honest, uh, by Daphne du Maurier. Um, and I love the book so much. Great it's book. A, yeah. a great, great book. Um, and well, given I've heard good things about the film as well, um, it's Hitchcock's first American film mm. and his um, only Oscar win. Yeah. For best picture, yes. um, I decided to watch it. And didn't Jane yeah, Fontaine uh, win best actress for it? Uh, no, no, uh, they didn't. Uh, they, they only won best picture in cinematography. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and it's it's good for its time. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's a good one. It's um, it's a great story though. I love the story yeah, of Rebecca. Really I think it translated really well on screen. Um, I thought the um, Judith Anderson who played Mrs. Danvers was. Great, oh, yeah, yeah, and then you get Lawrence Olivier who played Maxime, and John Fontaine who played the second Mrs. De Winter. Do mm. all great actors, and um, it the I can see why Hitchcock was was named the the king of thrillers or creating suspense back then, and he 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 does it very well. Yeah, it feels quite um unHitchcockian in some way. I mean, I think he you can yeah, he does a great job, but um. Well, because I read a bit about this when I saw it, and and yeah, he seemed to keep kind of a lot more 
restricted in what he was allowed to do on it. Um, he was. Um, I don't know whether it's a spoiler or not. For those who have not read the book anyway, um, in the book, um, Maxim shot the first uh, Mrs. The Winter, mm-hmm. but they couldn't put it in this film. So in the film, uh, Mrs. The Winter accidentally was killed accidentally. Uh, because yes. if I'm not mistaken, back in those days, you're not allowed to let a murderer get away with it. I think you're right. Yes. That's why they changed the ending of the film. Which I thought it was a shame because I thought the book ending, you know, gave more ambiguity to Maxim's character, okay. whether he was actually good or not, or in the right or not. There's a um, there's a great Mitch in a web sketch, um, all about having someone playing Rebecca in this film, and it's essentially a prequel, uh, which I can't do it justice, but it's very funny. Okay, uh, check it out on YouTube. All right, I will do. That. Um, Excellent. Will this start you off um, on a on a, on a spate of Hitchcock films, do you think? Maybe, yeah. Well, I've seen The Birds as well, so that's another oh, yeah. film. So basically, yeah. you, you only watch the DeMario adaptations. That's yes, your... pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I would like to check out at least Rear Window. Yeah, check out Psycho. That's a great one. Mm. Um, I have seen films aren't that good, but um, I saw a couple of films on Netflix. Um, one called Sun Dogs, um, which was Jennifer Morrison's directorial debut. I had no idea she was directing. Jennifer Morrison wasn't she the actress in House? That's right, MD? she's in House, and in fact plays uh, Captain Kirk's mother, since it's all like Captain Kirk's parents. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's probably best known for House and um, that thing about fairy tales. Once upon a time. Oh yes, she's leaving that. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really good actually. Um, it's um, yeah, it's this guy who who wants to join the Marines, um, but he's basically had a had a brain injury as as a child, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, can't. But he's kind of fixated on that. He's um, got Melissa Benoist as a kind of girl who hooks up with him, and uh, uh, Alison Janney plays his mum. I can't remember the name of his dad now. It's famous Ed, Ed O'Neill, I think, plays his dad. Um, yeah, it's a good cast. It's it's very assured kind of Dwight Doyle debut. I think I'll be definitely checking out more of Jennifer Morrison's films if she's if she's still making them. It's quite indie. Uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch. I won't spoil how it how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a less good film I watched um, was Making Fun, uh, which is the story of Funko. Um, those wow! Are, how did you find these films, Colin? Like, I'm pretty certain they do not pop out on my Netflix recommended list at all. I, I honestly can't remember where, where I found Sundogs. I was, I was going through my list of films, and it was there, and I had no recollection of adding it or even knowing about it. Um, but I what? I, yeah, so I have no idea how that came up. I think I, I had watched another film with Melissa Benoist in it, so I don't know whether it kind of got recommended but on that basis or something. Mm. Uh, making fun, I don't know. They must have seen my large collection of Funko um, figurines. <laughs> they trace you everywhere. Uh, so, th- yeah, this is, for those of you who don't know, um, Funko kind of make uh, pop culture figures. I have far, far too many of them. Um, have you counted them before? Uh, I stopped when I got to 100. <laughs> I stopped counting. I didn't stop buying them. Wow, look how much money you've given Funko. Yes, they cost like 13 quid each, don't they? Um, about a tenner, maybe. A thousand pounds you spent on <laughs> bobble heads. They don't all bobble. Um, yeah, no, I can't justify it in the slightest. But other than they, they give me joy. Uh, but it was an interesting documentary in that it kind of it charted the whole, whole rise. And there's this, this guy basically who came up with the idea of, of making it for. Um, well, originally for a kind of local fast food thing, and then for Betty Boop, he got the license, and then he started doing um, cereal mascots and stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense. They look a lot like Betty Boop. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all do. Yeah. Um, although, in fact, that 
um, the, the the kind of the the most common one is the pop thing, and that wasn't actually Betty Boop. So Betty Boop was just a different kind of figuring. Anyway, this is, this is all quite boring for most people, I think. But um, it was it was fascinating to me because he, he kind of ran out of ideas, and, and I think he was just exhausted, and he, he handed it over to this other guy, who suddenly made it, well, maybe not suddenly, but made it much like much much bigger, kind of absolutely massive worldwide, and then hired the original guy back to make T-shirts, which I thought was a bit weird, but um. But yeah, this documentary is very much an official Funko documentary, so it was kind of we all do this stuff because we love the fans, and we it's because it brings everyone joy. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, maybe the the, the millions of dollars you make might have something to do with it as well. But, <laughs> but they they kind of came across this whole thing of oh, I was just to experience the, um, the kind of the shared love of pop culture. I, I was, do, I was yeah. a bit skeptical. But there you go. Uh, I think you can probably give that one a miss. Okay, but, but check out Sun Dogs. That's good. Cool. Uh, we move on then by moving backwards to the year 2008. What a year it was. Uh, we're going to talk about the films of 2008, but Zijan, as always, ah, what were you doing in 2008? I know, I know you're going to ask me this as well. I had to rack my brain <laughs> to find out what I did in 2008, 10 years ago, and I just realised that it was probably the most boring year I've ever had. Isn't it the year we met, Zijan? Was it, really? Uh, Did you mean 2008? Uh, I don't recall meeting you at all. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I started. I started work at Axel in two thousand and seven. Yeah. Were you I there? Was doing my placement. Uh, were you there in autumn two thousand and seven? I was doing my placement year in Axel, but I was working in Marlboro House though. Yeah. So where were you in two thousand eight? Were you in uh, in the Axel Centre? No, I was in the Marlboro House. Okay. In which case, you're forgiven. Um, <laughs> But I'll tell Wait you what. till the 2010 one hap- comes out, Colin. <laughs> it must have been before 2010. Was it? Who knows? Um, <laughs> what were you doing in 2008? Was... Do you want to repeat? Want me to repeat how dull it was? <laughs> like I started my third year of uni. I finished my placement year and started my third year of uni, and that's pretty much <laughs> it. I don't have anything interesting to add whatsoever. Uh, well, I I did my first uh, my first set of actuarial exams in 2008. Okay, I win in this regard, <laughs> Colin. At least I I you know know that I'm boring. I did my second year second set of actuarial exams in 2008. This is a point where I'm going to cut cut all of this out. In between those, I went to, on a on a little holiday to Germany. That was uh, that was good. Right, well, we've, we've covered that. Um, let's talk then about the films of 2008. So, uh, I was going to say, the films for 2008 is surprisingly much, much more... Well, unsurprisingly much, much more interesting than my life in 2008. <laughs> that is surprising. There was a good list of films, though, in 2008. It was, was going through. It was a good year. Yeah. Um, shall we start with the, the highest grossing films, as we sometimes do? Yes, um, let's do it. In at number 10 was uh, Prince Caspian, which is the, uh, the second film in the Narnia series. Uh, which I saw cinema twice, I think, actually. Um, Why did you watch it twice? Uh, I think the second time was my brother. I hadn't seen it. I wanted to see it. Was, Do you like the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe series? Yeah, I like it, but not enough to care that much about it. I think it gets worse as it goes on. So there are three of them. Um, there was Forge of the Dawn Treader off this, which I think is comfortably worse. But this was a pretty good one, I thought. Um, mm. well, I've only watched the first one. Yes, this is uh, Ben Barnes, I think, plays Prince Caspian, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it's, it's not brilliant, but it does the job. Um, let's not waste any more time talking about it. Number nine is one of my favourite Pixar films, um, Wally, Which I do enjoy, but I thought the first half is much better than the yeah. second half. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think once you start getting humans in, it gets it, it loses a lot. It loses, yeah. What well, makes it special in the first place? Yeah, so I, I love the character. I love his kind of relationship with, as such, with Eve. I think yeah, this kind of silent movie style almost uh, for the first, you say, first half hour at least. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, he's not really spoken about that much. He, I don't know. There's no talk of a Wally two or anything like that. I suppose it probably can't be. But um. yeah, I I don't. I think it ended well. I don't, I don't think it, they should do mm. a sequel for it. But who knows? Pixar may need more money. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I, I say I, Incredibles and, and Toy Story are right at the top for me, but Wally's um, definitely up there. Uh, next on the list, making five hundred eighty-five million dollars worldwide, Iron Man. That's that's how it started. Five hundred eighty million dollars, Colin. That was ten years ago. How much have they made so far? Well, exactly. Since so the, then, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know what. I can imagine probably Ant Man is making something like that, and that's one of their kind of small ones. Uh, yeah, you kind of forget how how much the Avengers bumped things up. The first Avengers film. Mm. I, think, I think first Avengers made a billion, but before that, they were all making this kind of money. Uh, if I remember right. Now, Iron Man 3 made a lot. Anyway. That, that it all started from this, though. This it was where the whole Marvel Universe came about. The ending scene where Samuel L. Jackson comes in and welcomed uh, Robert Downey Jr. to the Avengers. Hmm. And to be honest, I, I didn't see this at the cinema. I, I didn't have any particular interest in it at the time. I saw it on DVD mm. later. And I didn't love it at the time. I, th- I thought it was decent. Um... I think because I wasn't really into comic book movies at all, some of the tropes yep. I didn't particularly enjoy. But yeah, there was no indication that this was going to be this huge behemoth. Um, at least not to me. In fact, I, I, you know, the Iron Giant, yes, um, is based on a or very very loosely based on a book by Ted Hughes called The Iron Man. Um, you thought it was that. <laughs> I thought it was that basically because that's the, I, 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 yeah, I knew that from school. That was the only Iron Man I was aware of, and I know they had to change the title of Iron Giant because of this one. But yeah, I'd never heard of it. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's how it's done. And, and it, I think notably, I mean, we, we could talk about Iron Man some other time, I guess. But it notably, wasn't look at this huge world other than a kind of a post-credit thing. It's like let's make a decent film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Don't need to tie everything together. Yeah, let's make a good Iron Man film. Uh, in its seven, Quantum of Solace. Uh, what can I say? It's terrible. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yep. Uh, in a six, um, Madagascar 2. Which I'm pretty sure I've not seen. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Number five, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Ten years ago. Yeah. Mamma Mia 2 came out just a few months ago, a few months back. I have not seen it. Have you not? No. It's, it's good fun. I've seen. I've actually seen the, the real musical as well. Oh, yeah. Um, if you are a fan of ABBA... I mean, it's just good cheesy fun. That's all there is to it. It's a light-hearted summer fling. Yeah, I I, I do like ABBA. I've got nothing against this film, but so uh, it's not. I'm not like boycotting or anything. Um, so I'll, yeah. I guess I'll probably watch it someday. But but it's I'm, like all I'm, those uh, jukebox musicals, mm. isn't it? They just have to like shoehorn all the songs and fit into a coherent storyline. I'm amazed it did that well. I mean, I, I guess actually thinking back ten years, everyone was talking about this. It was. And particularly did very well with, lots, with uh, the kind of female demographic, if, if that's a phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two more uh, superhero movies in the top four. Yes. Uh, I think you'll be able to guess one of them. M- maybe you've seen this list, so you don't need to guess anyway. But w- I have seen the list. Okay. So there's no point in making you guess. That, but in at number four, Hancock. 
Um, which surprised Again, me. Just like Wally, the first half is much better than the second half. Yes. Yes, I do remember seeing this one from the front row of the cinema, uh, which is not, <laughs> not a good way to see. The pro- This isn't interesting. Uh, I've, I went to see this with some friends from work. Um, we had to wait because one of them was late. She was coming with her uh, boyfriend. Okay. Uh, they got as far as the car park opposite the cinema. Yep. Then he decided he didn't want to see it anymore, so they went home. Um, by that, wow. By, by that point, we were already late. Um, <laughs> and ended up in the front row. Yeah. Well, the, for, for those who don't know, Hancock tells the story about uh, Will Smith yep. playing like a, a drunk superhero, an alcoholic superhero, which yes. was a great premise, I thought. I love, yeah, it seems like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman was his kind of uh, straight man, psychic guy. Uh, yeah, I think, as you say, second half is terrible when Charlie's thrown, it turns out they're sisters she, or cousins or lovers or something. Like she that. has the same powers as him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, it was a huge mess. Didn't work well. And but fact, you made so much money, though, so... Well, that's amazing. But I think it almost... I don't know if it killed it, but it, we tend not to have kind of new superheroes now, do you? Everything no. is a comic adaptation. Exactly, yeah. Um, apart from that and The Incredibles, I guess. But uh, it's, I don't know whether Hancock was responsible for... Well, then it made so much money, you probably wouldn't be. Anyway, number three uh, is Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> have you seen this? No. Uh... Great, great voice cast though. You have like Jack Black and Angelina Jolie. Jackie Chan was in it as well. Yeah. As a, as a cast. Um, it's, it's, it's good enough that it has like three sequels yeah. from it. So, uh, so it's, it's almost cr- as good as Transformers is what you're saying. Clearly made so much money. It's definitely better than Transformers. <laughs> At least it has a Korean plot line which doesn't repeat itself every single time. Uh, speaking of three sequels, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is at number two. Which uh, I've not seen. I maintain it's not as bad as people say it is. Um, and in at number one, making $997 million. So just couldn't quite make that billion. Uh, it's The Dark Knight. I can't believe it was only 10 years ago. I, I used to think that it was way, way longer than that. It feels longer ago, doesn't it? I guess because it has yeah. such a huge impact on blockbuster movies um, in general. I mean, they what? could actually make a good superhero film. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say about this that hasn't already been said? But um, exactly, yeah, his yeah. is incredible. Rather, well, it's a great it. cast. It's a great film. Um, it's too long, and the plot line doesn't make any sense. But well, it's a good that, film, though. Um, and there you go, it's making more than four hundred million dollars more than Iron Man, and showing us that DC would lead the way over Marvel for years to come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go through some uh, some of the films that won Oscars or were nominated yes. for Oscars. Um, starting with Slumdog Millionaire, and Danny, uh, Danny Boyle film. Yeah, so I guess if someone said, "Right, there's going to be a film about a kid on who wants to be a millionaire," that, that sounds mm-hmm. pretty bad. But um, in fact, this this has got a lot of backlash. I think it's, it's often looked at as one of the worst films to win best film. Has it really? Apparently so. I, I think that's really harsh. I don't know whether it's um, because. Yeah, no more, more. I know it's obviously an Indian film, but kind of with a, with British a star and a British director. Whether there's more British sens- sensibilities to it, but um, I don't understand. Like, I've, I, so I I've seen the list of best picture nominees as well. What, oh. what do people think that should win? Well, of, I don't know, know whether there's a there's a belief that uh, anything else should have won this year, particularly. Just a kind of I've seen kind of people say, oh, what the worst best picture. It's usually Crash that's given us the worst one, but Slumdog Millionaire I've seen up there. 
Like I, I, I did enjoy Slumdog Millionaire. I mean, it told a very um competent story. I was engaged throughout. And yeah. I, I felt for the main character played by Dev Patel, who is doing good work now as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I think I think it was great. Uh, so mm. I don't understand the backlash there. Um, yeah, it's so a very compelling more. story, like a proper Rex to riches story, and he, you, you get to properly experience India, you know, in the slums yeah, and all that, mm. which you don't get. I, I can't remember a film that you know properly depicts the slums of India like that. Maybe Lion, um, but yeah, mm. uh, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's yeah, great, great narrative, and it's, and it's, I mean, it's a bit hackneyed, I guess. The kind of all these questions have relate to his life in some manner, but that's, I think it's really well. Um, put together. Uh, speaking of films that are well put together, this one isn't. Um, <laughs> Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt and the wonders of CGI aging, uh, and I guess the aging, but mostly the aging. Um, Does it hold up though? The, the aging. Does it uh, look I've not seen now? it for a long time. I, I, I probably saw it seven or eight years ago, um, but it looked very impressive to me mm-hmm. at the time. The problem is, I think the story is incredibly boring. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I always come back to. So I can't remember who said this, but it was a movie review or something said, um, uh, "Forrest Gump is the story of extraordinary things happening to an ordinary person." Um, yeah. Cur- curious case of Benjamin Button is the opposite, which uh, <laughs> I think sums it up well. Uh, you seen it? No. No, I've not seen that. Uh, have you seen Frost Nixon? I have not seen Frost Nixon either. Uh, based on the play, it stars um, Frank Langella as, as Richard Nixon and um, Michael Sheen as David Frost. Oh. Um, Mark Sheen, he was going through a bit of a phase of kind of playing different people. He did, uh, he played, uh, uh, who is it, in the Damned United, the famous one, Major Brian Clough. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty good. It's based on, I say, on on, um, on the play, and it kind of feels kind of it's got that um, kind of two hander rat tat style at times. Yes, I didn't know much about American politics, but I learned a bit from that. Uh, I think it was quite heavily fictionalised in places but the idea is that yeah it's, it's after Nixon's been um, or after he's he stepped down sometime yes. afterwards and it's a series of interviews where yeah this is I think according to the film this huge triumph where I got Nixon to say um, uh, yeah for, uh, Nick, uh, Frost says to him are you saying it wasn't illegal or something and, and then the uh, Richard Nixon says I'm saying when the president does it it, it isn't illegal hmm. Um which apparently I think he did say, but it was kind of not really such a big deal at the time. Anyway, um, good script. Um, we have Milk next, which I have not seen. I've seen Milk. Um, Sean Penn plays the titular character, and he won the Oscar for that as well. He did, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I can't remember much from it. Uh, James Franco plays his lover. Oh, he does, and, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it basically tells about the gay politician... Um, Harvey Milk, who was assassinated yep. uh, at the end of his tenure. Um, it was a decent film. It's not very memorable. Uh, like I had to strain to try and remember bits okay. of what happened in the, the film. Yeah. Um, well, um, we got The Wrestler. So uh, Yeah, because this was my f- one of my favourite films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's, um, Mickey Rook played the titular wrestler. We're we going for a record for the number of times you're saying titular. Yeah, I know. Mm. Two, twice. That's the new record. Uh, and Marissa Tomei plays uh, his uh, lover slash stripper slash stripper um, but oh, I, I love this film so much I thought it was shot so well edited brilliantly and the story was told 
so so well and the the parting shot the one before it goes to credits i can still remember to this day it's such it left such a huge impact on me um, yeah and i thought mickey rourke was very good he, he was awesome i haven't really done anything for well nothing big for a while and in fact hasn't really done anything big since then apart from iron man 2 no uh, I, I thought he was much better than sean penny milk as well personally speaking yeah and i think because it, this story of a guy who used to be huge and is four and a half yes. times looking for redemption, there's kind of a lot of parallels in his own life. I think that's yes. partly why there's a lot of Oscar talk. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things I think it kind of it hits like this perfect moment and then you, you realise actually Mickey Rourke's not the brilliant actor that we he hasn't mm. been kind of sitting there waiting. He's just a really, really yeah, nailed this role. Um, what else we got? Uh, Changeling it might be the I've said before the most depressing film I've ever seen. It's just brutal. That's uh, Angelina Jolie, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's directed by Clint Eastwood. It's um, I think it's very good. But yeah, this this woman who uh, her son was her son. She thinks he's been killed, and then basically they, they return a boy to her that isn't her son, and then she gets locked up in an insane asylum for saying that he's not her son. And then there's this side plot about boys being. Uh, killed it's it yeah it sounds awful that just sounds so i gotta awful. say it's 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 just wave after wave of horrific stuff <sighs> there you go it's got a semi-happy ending but not really uh, <laughs> just even thinking about it's depressing um tropic thunder there we go let's have some tropic thunder for uh for a bit of light relief robert downey jr's other big film of the year for which um he was oscar nominated uh, for playing a guy who blacks up, which even in 2008, uh, maybe that happened. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like, the joke is on him as a kind of a, this, he plays an Australian actor who's, who kind of thinks he's, he's so artistic and great that, that he can really become so much into this role that he can become a black person. But, yeah, oof, yeah. Um, yeah, this day and age is a bit... I love Tom Cruise in this film. He's hilarious. Um, Jack Black is way over the top. Ben Stiller's pretty yes. good. Okay. Steve, one of Steve Coogan's bigger films. Um, I've not seen it until now. Until now? Well, I've not seen it. So what you're saying is my retelling in that 20-second snippet. That's all I needed to know about the film. Draws it to life so much for you. <laughs> exactly. That's very kind of you. Uh, Hellboy 2. The- Didn't watch it. Why, why are we going Hellboy 2? It was Oscar nominated uh, for something. Probably, oh, okay. Probably visual effects or something. I mean, like, I was going to a list of Oscar nominees. You haven't mentioned some others, but you go to Hellboy 2 first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, because I've seen it, and it's, I'm not a fan at all. Guillermo del Toro, who will go on to uh, wow the, the nation, indeed the world, with Shape of Water. But yeah, I, I don't really buy into his visual series at all. Um, do you want to go to something? I've got a, f- a list of a few more Oscar noise. Revolutionary Road, I'll mention just because Simon will tell me if I don't. He says it's great. I've never seen it. No, that's the Kate Winslet and Leo coming back together again. That's it. But Kate Winslet won the Oscar for The Reader. She did. Have you seen The Reader? No, I've not seen that. Nor me. Good times. It but well done, Kate. So. She, she tried, <laughs> tried on her. Um, I have seen it in Bruges, though. In Bruges, yes. In Bruges. Yeah, that is a good film. I enjoy that. I like, uh, it's, I like Colin Farrell in it. It's good fun. I really didn't like it actually. Um, so it's, I know. it's a very dark <laughs> comedy, but yeah, some people love it um, a lot. I just couldn't stand it. It's not not my. I guess I think comedy is always kind of like yeah. If 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 you don't find it funny, then 
it's subjective, but it just doesn't work. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona was one of my many attempts to give Woody Allen another go. And failing it, at it? Failing again. Uh, so Javier Bardem, uh, Scarlett Johansson. And Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz and Rebecca Hall. Um, I mean, it's good in that Javier Bardem's not that much older than his co-stars. I know Woody Allen likes to make films where the man is much older than the woman, so that was nice. <laughs> Usually <That's>, him, though. <laughs> Usually him. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Well, it's not terrible actually. This is it's it. I'd say it's bad, but it's not as bad as most of his films. Uh, that'll do for Oscar things. Apparently, Bolt was Oscar nominated. Um, you got any more films you no. want to talk about? I've got a whole Are list you? here that of of. As, as, as long-term listeners will know, I break it down to top-grossing Oscar nominees and then other. But before I go okay. to my other, you got anything else? No, go more than go move on to either. Yeah. Um, the Incredible Hulk came out this year, uh, which surprised me. This is the Ang Lee one? Or... No, mm. Ang Lee came out before the Iron Man, so this has to be... This is the MCE one, this is Ed Norton. Ed Norton, yeah. Uh, so, while I was kind of saying, yeah, Iron Man was released not to be cinematic universe, well... It wasn't played as a kind of cinematic universe thing, it was just as a film. They they already had Incredible Hulk ready to go, I guess, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. turns up briefly in it. So they were kind of planting those seeds. It's funny, at, at the time, this was much more kind of... The, the talk around it was much more, I can't believe they're doing another Hulk film this soon, as opposed to, this is the next film in this Marvel universe. Um, so I, which I find interesting looking back. Have you seen it? You must have seen it. I have not seen it, surprisingly. Okay. I've seen the Ang Lee one, the Eric right. Banner, was Incredible Hulk, but I've not seen this version. It's and I think it's the only MCU film that I've not seen. <laughs> it's it's better, but it yeah, I think it doesn't feel like a MCU film. I guess partly because yeah, it was Ed Norton and he got replaced by Mark Ruffalo for Avengers. Mm. Um and whilst clearly they had some ideas about this this universe, they hadn't really um got it all all their ducks in a row. So it, it's fine it kind of does the classic thing of, of having the Hulk fight a similar I can't remember what it's called now but some kind of Hulk-like being that they created Abomination um, wasn't it? Yeah that's it Yeah, and it's got General Ross who would later appear in Civil War and uh, Infinity War so it's definitely tied in but yeah uh, we've got Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist which I put in here because I think it's a fantastic film um, I saw it a couple of years ago for the first time it's, oh. uh, Michael Cera and Kat Dennings um, basically, they it's a classic uh, story of uh, he, she asks if he'll pretend to be her boyfriend for a bit, and then they spend the evening together. But yeah, I, I read the book, which I don't think is is anywhere near as good to be honest. But it's it's a uh, yeah, it's just a great film. Of, I love these kind of films of people uh, spending the evening or the, a night together, uh, driving mm. around a city. That's a, a subgenre that I enjoy. So it's an infinite it's playlist, so they they have like I, I'm guessing. Uh, a lot of music yeah so the, the, the idea is they're going around trying to find this band that's playing that night okay um, which in the book is kind of punk rock but in the film is indie stuff um, which surprisingly because apparently the book's very popular with, with a kind of a some well with a, yeah it's very popular for a, a number of people and they seem to forgive the film that it completely changed the genre of music um, <laughs> uh, and there's kind of yeah they, they lose people and they have to find them again but yeah I, it's I got a feeling it's one of those films. If you critically analyse it, it maybe doesn't come out brilliantly, but um, I really enjoyed mm. it. I think they're both great. I, I, which made me check out some more Cat Denning stuff. And to be honest, she's not done huge amounts of other things that I've enjoyed. Mm. I, I, <laughs> uh, I even well, she's obviously in, um, in a, couple, a couple of Thor films, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's one of the two broke girls, which I 
I say, never like one, that one of the show. worst sitcoms I've ever seen. It, it is pretty bad. Like, I could never get into it. I don't understand why it was so popular. No, I, I was in a hotel the other day and I happened to flick it on and I thought, oh, I'll give this another five minutes. It's so bad. But she was in a film in 2008 called Charlie Bartlett, which is... Wow, Robert Downey Jr. had a massive year this year because Robert Downey Jr. is in that as well. Um, it stars Anton Yelchin. Um, so I watched it uh, after he, he died a couple of years ago because oh. it's it kind of been talked about as this great uh, film. And yeah, he plays this student called Charlie Bartlett. Robert Downey Jr. is one of the teachers and Kat Dennings is, is a fellow student. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's, it's obviously looking back very sad to see it because Anton Yelchin died so young. Um, but it's worth, I think, yeah, one of his better films. It's worth watching. Uh, have you seen Zijan uh, Yes Man? I have seen Yes Man. Um, Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Speaking, um, of, speaking of films where the male is far too old. Um. <laughs> Compared to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was okay. I mean, they could have done more with it, I thought. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really liked the book. Um, Danny oh, okay. Wallace. It was based on a book. I didn't know that. Pretty loosely, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Danny Wallace—it was not a fictional book. It was—it was kind of a true story of how he decided to say yes to things. And basically, he did, yeah, I guess that's the premise of the the film, isn't it? But um, yeah, he did his own story. But it's one of those uh, films before Bradley Cooper got big. He was in it, wasn't he? Oh, Bradley Cooper was in it as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of Danny Cooper's uh, Danny Wallace's mates. Although he's not called Danny Wallace, is he? But, oh wow! You yeah. know that. Uh, Get smart. Do you ever watch that? Uh, Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, uh, I have seen it. Yeah, I thought it was quite fun. I thought it was quite fun as well. Mm. I thought they were trying to do a sequel of it. It felt like it was looking for a franchise. Yeah, they, they're doing. It was that's why we wrote Atkinson that they're making lots of sequels. Uh, Johnny English. Yes, yeah, I thought that would be the American version of Johnny English. Well, because it's based on a TV series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. Follow these things go. Uh, Marley and Me. If you watch Marley and Me without being in floods of tears, and I don't understand you. You have no heart. You have no heart. Years ago, my friend Becky, uh, she hated this film. Why? I don't know. Maybe she has no heart. Um, <laughs> uh, Valkyrie. I've mentioned it because Tom Cruise is in it. Um, it got a lot of criticism at the time because he was playing a German and he didn't do a German accent. Uh, w. An Oliver Stone film about George Bush. I only mentioned because I'm going to come back to it later. Uh, what else we got here? The Other Berlin Girl. If you like to see um, the guy who played the Hulk, the girl who plays Black Widow, and the girl who plays Jane Foster all teaming up, you're in luck. <laughs> uh, Eric Banner, Scarlett Johansson, and Natalie Park. Very good. It's all about uh, Henry VIII and various people he marries and doesn't marry. Yep, exactly. We, well, basically more about Anne Boleyn, right? Well, more, more about Anne Boleyn. Um, yeah. Will that do? I've got a few more on the list here, but uh, nothing that I really leaves out. I think there's plenty. Out. And we are running out of time as well. Australia. That was all right. Um, okay, let's move on then. If um, if you have any films from 2008 you want to tell us about, we are at CDZ Movies on Twitter. We're CDZ Movies at gmail.com. I really ought to ask for that before we do the episode. <laughs> yeah, please email us. Please tweet us. Yeah. We welcome all emails and tweets. We do. Uh, let's move on then quickly to Actor Factor. Um, do we have time? Well, I think we do because there's not much to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not yeah. for me. Uh, the films of Bryce Dallas Howard, who for some reason I thought I'd seen a lot of her films. Um, turns out I, no. Turns out I haven't. <laughs> so uh, this should be fairly quick. Uh, shall I kick us off? Um, yes, go on. She loves to do films 
well, for film sequels, but only when there've been a lot of them already, it seems. <laughs> so she came in on the third Spider-Man, the fourth Terminator, uh, yes. the fourth Jurassic World, uh, the third Twilight, I think, which I haven't seen. Um, the only other films I've seen of her, in, apart from those, and the, and the Jurassic World, um, or, or the few Ron Howard films that she appeared in uncredited as a child. No, that we can mention those. Which comes in those is uh, The Help uh, yes, and Fifty Fifty. Oh, mine is The Help and Lady in the Water. Oh, yes. I remember you saying how terrible Lady in the Water is. It is. Uh, it's the decline of M. Night Shyamalan. That's, that was the beginning of his decline. Uh, uh, well, I, I, let's talk about uh, The Help. Then. So that's um, based on a book, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it's very good. Hmm. Uh, it had a great cast as well, but it's about um, Emma Stone, who's writing about the kind of the, the way that black servants were treated. Um and kind of anonymously to begin with. It's a great film. I think it was kind of review, viewed as this kind of quite important statement on, on race relations, and then perhaps people thought, oh, maybe actually not so much. More yeah, just a kind of um, funny thing. But, um, I think, you know, Emma Stone, even though she was a main character, I think she was outshone by pretty much all the other cast members. <laughs> I mean, like Viola Davis, um, Octavia Spencer, um, Jessica Chastain, they were yeah. so brilliant in their roles, though, all of them. Like it made Emma Stone's character felt so tiny, even though she was one of the main ones. Yeah, I can see. I think it's certainly Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis were really, really good in this. Uh, yeah. Stockwell, Emma, something Stockwell wrote it anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a really good, good film. Uh, but my favorite on the list is Fifty Fifty, um, which I think is a fantastic film. It didn't really get the huge audience, but it's um, Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character discovers that he has cancer. Um, Anna Kendrick and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, so Anna Kendrick plays um, kind of therapist, and Bryce Dallas Howard is his, his girlfriend at the start of the film. But yeah, I think I really like this film. It's, it's a lot less Seth Rogen-y than some of these film, Seth Rogen films. Yep. Um, so I say, yeah, that's my my, my favorite. Uh, my least favorite is Spider-Man Three. <laughs> Although I also bad. hate Terminator Salvation. So uh, that is also very bad. Yeah. Like I can't think of a very good Bryce Dallas Howard film off my list. Okay. Today, like The Help is probably my favorite. You got you got Lee's favorite. Yeah, Lady in the Water. Yeah. Spider Man Three is also very bad. So <laughs> right, uh, who we who we act factory? I always forget to explain what Active Factory is, but I'm sure people will get it from context. Um, who will be Active Factory next time? I don't know if I've done her already, but I was going for Renee Zellweger. Uh, Renee Zellweger. I don't think we have. Yes, yay! So there we go. She's about to do a TV series, apparently. Is she? Uh, yeah, I can't remember anything about it, so there you go. Um, we finished then, as we always do, on the quiz, where I believe, Zijan, I'm ahead for the year. Yes, you are. Uh, one. By one, and we're quizzing on the films written by Drew Goddard. Yes, we are. Off you go. Drew Goddard was initially planning on directing The Martian himself, but left to direct which now cancelled comic book adaptation. Ooh. Uh, I have no idea, so I am going to say Dark Universe. Um, Sinister Six. Oh, he was involved in that, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was meant to direct. I that think as well. you'll find that's not officially cancelled yet, Sejan. I believe the, the good people, <laughs> of, good people of Sony, still believe it might happen. <laughs> uh, Kurt Vaughan and Dana Polk are characters from which Drew Goddard film? Uh, I think that's Cabin in the Woods, isn't it? That is Cabin in the Woods. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, question two: Who directed Cloverfield? 
Drew Goddard's first written feature. That was Matt Reeves. That's correct. You're going to love question five. Uh, question two. Who wrote the book on which World War Z, or World War Z if you prefer, uh, is based? Ah. Oh, that's so annoying because I've read the book. I've oh, read yeah. both books as well. I wrote, read World War Z and um, Anyways, The Martian. But I can't think of it right now. No, yeah. uh, Max Brooks. Oh, yes. Oh, dang it. Oh, let's go bug me. Uh, question three. Which of these monsters did not appear in Cabin in the Woods? A killer clown, a merman, a unicorn, a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think there will have been a ventriloquist dummy. You're correct. Oh, wow. Have you okay. seen the film? No. <laughs> well done. I, I, did, I had a quick look through the Wikipedia page when I was researching this. Um, that's right, I do research. Uh, the song Starman features in The Martian. Who sang it? That's David Bowie, right? It is David Bowie. Was that too easy? Who knows? Nah, that's good. Question four. In World War Z, it's discovered that the zombies do not bite what kind of people? Uh, that was how they um, saved pretty much everyone. Oh, is it really? Discovered. I've not seen this film. Mm. Uh, they don't bite people who have a cold. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can't give it to you. They don't oh. bite people who are seriously injured or terminally ill because they can't let the pathogen spread. Yeah. Uh, so hence, to 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 prevent the zombie spread, the people injected themselves with, you know, illnesses that they could cure themselves. Okay, I must have heard that somewhere then. Um, almost. Question four: A bad time at the El Royale is set by Lake Tahoe in which U.S. state? <laughs> it's a geography question. Oh wow! Um, about a it, film that hasn't come out yet. Oh my god! Is it Utah? Uh, no, it's California. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, question five: Drew Goddard was nominated for Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay for The Martian, but lost to which film instead? No. Wow. Uh, the Martian feels like it's probably oh I don't know twenty twenty sixteen. Um, at which point best type of screenplay was probably going to uh, Steve Jobs no you went to the big shot fair enough um, who directed Cloverfield Matt Reeves Matt Reeves that's a 3-2 victory for you well done Way. Uh, next time we are, th- this is why I mentioned W briefly above because we are doing quiz on films about US presidents Oh, wow. Because why I not? not seen any. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what is our main topic for next time, Zijan? I forgot. Excellent. It is actors turned directors. Oh, yes. Mm. Like Natalie Portman. Like Natalie Portman and Jennifer Morrison. So um, that's going to be good. That's, that, that's my big finish. It's going to be good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>